Hello, this is Naziati Mohamed Yaakob. And today, um, for this podcast, we get to interview um, Yasmin Naziha Hazizuddin, who did the um, Kampong Krinchi Secondary School as her design thesis for Unit 2 Design Thesis Studio uh, for the 2018-19 batch. And uh, I welcome you, Yasmin, to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> That's How are great. you, Dr. Ness? <laughs> That's great. Um, we're all um, excited here to listen to your design thesis journey that you had during that year when you did the design thesis at Unit 2. And um, uh, this topic, uh, Kampong Krinchi Secondary School, um, why do you choose this particular topic? Um, I think after we did um, the site analysis, so I I discovered a lot of problems in Kampung Kirichi and one of it is um, uh, it's it's problem with with the youth there mostly. So I was interested to know more about the youth in Kampong Kirinci and eventually that leads to school naturally. So I started looking into schools and how schools can help the the youth in Kirinci lah. I guess that's how it all started. Well, um, you were interested, you said the user, meaning the uh, um, residents or the workers, who do you mean by the user? Uh, in, in Kampong Krinchi. What is it that when you went to Kampong Krinchi uh, that you were interested? The youth, the teenagers, the school children. Yeah. So I was interested in them because they're, they're basically everywhere. So. That you observed that. And then why were you interested in particularly to do a secondary school? Was it to do with education that interests you? Was it before you started? Uh, choosing the unit or uh, the topic or is it during the time you observe it during the site visit during the site visit i didn't know what i wanted to do until i went to the site and see the problems then only i decided the topic okay what what is you talking about the problems what were the problems that you noticed well um when we went to the site we went. We we basically uh, stay there from from morning until evening, and somehow I noticed all the um, teenagers. They were hanging out, um, even by the roadside in Krinchi, in school uniforms. Mm-hmm. I was very curious. Yeah, like why are why are they here? Why are they not in school? And there's a lot of other people also around Kerinci, like um, the magic selling uh, by the roadside, but they don't seem to care about these kids. Yeah, so where, where I came from, if I were to go somewhere in school uniform during school hours, there would be someone reporting me or something. So why is this not happening in Kerinci? Yeah. So, so this concerns you. So you were concerned about the, the kids not in school. Um, how is that personally that you felt this, this is something that is problematic for the community? 
uh, when I talked to, because I got curious about all these kids, so I started to ask uh, the people there, like, what are the kids doing there? And then, uh, why are they not in school? So, most of the people, their replies are because um, they also don't know. And um, it's like a common thing that the kids, um, the kids leave school after PMR, let's say. So, uh, eventually I, I go to the school and ask the teachers. And then uh, the teacher says the same thing. Like they leave schools after PMR. So I just wonder what happens when they leave school after PMR. What happens to their future? So they just keep repeating. It's, it's like a cycle there. So if your mother owns um, a warum, so you just, you, you, you think that, okay, I did my PMR. So I'm going to take over this warum. And that's that. They don't have, they don't have like, how to say? Um, like a guidance, yeah, to to lead them to a better future. Yes, it looks like that when you mention about um, they did not were not concerned with the children, uh, with the kids. You said um, um, they don't seem to visualize these kids having a future, almost you know, and that mm-hmm. uh, as if that oh, it's quite common after PMR, which PMR is um, form three. Yes, yeah, uh, Form 3, which is about 15 years old, they don't see them having uh, a future as bright as somebody else from other communities, maybe uh, much mm-hmm. more um, what they call middle class community. As, as we know it, that the Kampong Kerinci uh, community have a lot of the residents who are from the B40 population. Yeah. So, for, um, but before we go into that um, about the thesis, uh, once again, I would like to ask your personal reasons or your reasons why you want to undertake this particular topic of secondary school education. My personal reason would be because I had a, I had a good education throughout my whole life. To my family, education is very important up until now. They never they never stopped me from from pursuing anything. I I mean, yeah, pursuing anything I would like in my life, and it and it has made my life better. Yeah, so that's why I think. So, uh, do you think that you regret being an architecture student, and do you think that is part and parcel of your identity, being an architect now, a graduate architect? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we let, let let's go into your thesis and and. I would like to know what your thesis is all about, the outcomes of the thesis when you set out at the beginning and what happens in the end, whether there were any uh, moments when you felt the breakthrough in your design thesis, what difficulties you had, you know. There are a lot of stuff there, but I'm just giving you an idea of what would like you to, you can start anywhere uh, regarding talking about your thesis. Uh, okay, so I did, <laughs> I did Kampukirinji um, Secondary School, right? Um, it at first it wasn't. I I didn't want to do uh, secondary school in particular. 
I wanted to do more like um, informal learning institutions uh, for everyone in Kerinci. And then, but then, as, as I go deeper into the research, um, I, that's, that's when I realized that um, education needs an institution. I suppose, yeah, it can't just happen anywhere because I don't know. It's it's just gonna gonna be neglected at one point. So when you have institutions, people are gonna take care of it because it's an institutions. So I secondary school makes so much more sense because the kids are almost the kids are going into adulthood. Um, so it's possible in a way to also open the school for people after SPM, let's say, um, and the community there. So it's safer there. Yeah. Um, and because secondary school, the kids have um, more say uh, and they can make their own decisions at that point. So it's important to actually um, do my thesis there. Uh, the difficulties, I would say, the whole thesis process is actually quite difficult for me because it's it's out of my comfort zone. I never really do anything like this before. So, but but it was good, I suppose. I think the breakthrough would be trying to convince people that this can happen, that this is possible, I guess. Uh, let, let, let you talk a bit about um, your design thesis concept. I mean, you started out with the, the, the brief, uh, the proposal in semester house. And mm-hmm. like you said, you, uh, you didn't really want to do an um, institution, a uh, secondary school institution, but you said education needs an institution, okay, in the context of the B40 uh, population and the children in it. And that um, after that, you have semester one. And when you did, uh, when do you arrive at the concept? Is it during semester one? And how did you, what was the moment? Was there a particular uh, significant moment or create or a realization with any of your tutors or the external critiques that you felt that uh, it, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You said it was difficult, so there must have been a struggle. But what did, how do you, when was it that you think that everything was kind of like, okay, I get it now. I got it now. Hmm. Um, I, I got the idea of secondary school in the first semester. I struggled my pre-thesis. Because I didn't know by then what I wanted to do until the first semester. Um, I think the breakthrough, the moment that I realized I have to do this is when, um, I think it was the first interim or second one. Um, I, I was told by Kevin actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you doing things outside the school when there's a school there, you know? You wanted to do education so much, but you're neglecting the school there. It's like standing there so big, like, 
why are you not addressing it? So I just realized that, yeah, why am I not addressing this goal? But I'm doing education. It just doesn't make sense. So that's when I start looking into the school. <laughs> so when I start talking to the school institution, the teachers, the uh, the people that involves in education, even yourself, um, I realize the importance of it. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Was it uh, after or do, uh, before the poster or after you did the poster? Remember we had a before. Poster? <laughs> this happened. So you managed to get a poster, yes. which um, you managed to get a poster where in your poster was that the um, the idea of that layer of uh, public interface. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to recall it. Yes. And um, so then you started to 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 deal with the institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could get that that um, often we think that is the institution is a problem that. Um, you know, uh, having a fortress like, you know, school mm-hmm. where, you know, after often we see a school has very high fence and the gates are closed and secured and there is a guard house right next to the entrance and um, people are regimented. They have to wear school uniforms and all that. Um, so, yeah. but you also said that in light of your design thesis, you also said that kids got, have to go from adult to into adulthood. This is a critical time in their growth, uh, the age of 13 to 17, yeah, for the Mm -hmm. PMR and the SPM period. So going into adulthood, um, as I recalled, um, the kids there are different. The B40 kids are different. You said um, they're not that motivated and their parents probably want them to, to put food at the table as well and work rather than have an education because... Um, they don't see the future. So what makes you think that your design concept could actually help with all these problems? Because this is the problem with architects, right? They think that they can resolve everything with architecture. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's funny because when you mentioned about the fortress, yeah, I remember I put that in my abstract. I think one of the reasons I actually didn't... Um, consider institution is because I feel that way also. I didn't want to go inside the school and interview the teachers because I feel like like it's a private institution. I, I, I don't belong there, so I, I'm not supposed to go there. So, yeah, when Kevin said that, so I guess um, it opens a bit of my mind. Like, yeah, why, why can't I go there? Yeah, something like that. So, if I feel like that, then I guess it must be harder for the B40 people. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> How do you think architecture? Because our studio, uh, we, we talk about identify the issues, the problems, and then solve it, right? So we have this, we, I mean, together, the architecture, architects or architect wannabes, think that we can solve society's problems. So do you think about it like that? Or you, the, the, when you deal with your design scheme and your concept and all, do you think about that? Hmm. I, I, at first, I didn't think about the architecture. Yeah, I think more about solving social issues. Yeah. 
Are you in architecture school? Why are you thinking about solving social issues with architecture? <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Probably because, you know, um, you get, at some point in my architecture study, I got, I got demotivated, like building stuff that, that doesn't benefit people, I guess. But also, architecture makes me see things more in details, even in social problems. So when I got into this unit, I I just wanted to think about social more than the architecture. But because it's an architecture school, so in the end, it leads to architecture problem. We can only... We can only put ideas, but whether it really helps the social problems, we don't know. But at least we try our best, I guess. That's why the social yeah. problems comes first. May I ask, now I'm interested to know, do you deal with, um, do you volunteer for social uh, programs to help the community um, on your spare time? You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yes. <laughs> do you wish to relate one or two of them? Just give us an idea. Um, I did um, some volunteer work for women's aid organizations. Mm -hmm. And I also helped um, a welfare house uh, teaching English and arts to them. Yeah. But now you're, so, um, you're working in an architecture company. Yeah, I'm working full time. So I do this um, on weekends, probably two weeks. Once. So yeah. after a uh, design thesis, after graduating from University of Malaya, you see your role as the architect more of helping community? Does it help? Mm -hmm. Was yeah. Unit 2 in, uh, instrumental or important in that regard? Very important. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could summarize your experience, um, uh, we're still on your design thesis topic. So when you um, went into semester two, we're going to design development, detailed design, and um, uh, special studies. Um, I remembered um, you actually give me a bit of a surprise at the end for portfolio review or towards the end when you came up with some interesting uh, drawings and, um, you know, um, like a twist in the story. And we did that. Um, presentation at uh, in DBKL with uh, YB Fahmi in mm -hmm. Kuala Lumpur City Hall, and um, and uh, you did a very good presentation. Um, Kiwanya, you conclude, uh, you conclude your, you know, you were very okay. cool, and it was, <laughs> it was a nice wrapping up of the whole thing. So I thought maybe uh, this is a personal journey for you uh, with Unit Two and. Um, being a calm student, I mean, most of the time you you seem to be calm, although a lot of things happen. <laughs> you. So you didn't like shout to us or like got you know break down and cry or something. <laughs> but I'm sure you had your problems and you know. Mm -hmm. But um, so uh, yeah, when when you said that uh, you determined to go into arch uh, architecture practice and and being in a company and 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 even thinking about your part three probably. Yeah, mm -hmm. and being serious about being an architect. So well, it's good that uh, you saw some purpose in being an architect because this is, this is one of the things that students do, isn't it? They, mm -hmm. they ask, even sometimes after third year, they decide, oh, give up, you know, I'm going to do something else. But you persisted mm -hmm. and, and now you're sort of 
shown to me that you're very much interested in architecture. Mm-hmm. Would you like to explain <laughs> what I said? I'm talking too much. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess you have to be educated and some somewhat important to make a change. So let's just hope I don't lose my way <laughs> and probably do something important for the community one day. Okay, um, you're building up, building up the the skills or building up the knowledge, yeah. From mm-hmm. uh, you had you were in our Bachelor of Science in Architecture course, the part one, and then you work for a year or two, is it? After that, uh, after degree, after the degree, uh, one year, one year. And then yes. you, you decided to go back to University of Malaya, um, mm-hmm. and then you now have been working for almost one year, mm-hmm. um, where mm-hmm. you are. Okay, one last question before um, we ask you about what your what you think about um, your future plans are. But uh, the last the last question is regarding the people who were in your life during that one year. Yeah, the mm. uh, the um, um, unit two um, lecturer team of myself, Kevin, and Lisa and the, the reasons why you chose this unit. Um, but actually more of what you have experienced with us and, um, and also the external critics. Um, so the experience of the studio with your friends as well, who were your mm-hmm. cosmate, um, were the, how much was the studio teaching helpful um, in whatever way that you like to, to say in terms of skills building and knowledge building? And, um, and, how was it different than your previous experience in the studios and in the bed, in the first degree? You were with Noma Zida, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> first year, right? The first year? Yes. Yes. And so was that helpful for you to think to go back to UM and tell us about uh, um, how the Unit 2 team um, ha- helped you develop yourself as to, 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 to be this person who wants to be an architect and help society? Uh, during my degree years, like the, the last few years, I think I, I was thinking whether I have made the right decision of being in this course. I've lost my way. I didn't know what I was doing. At some point, I, I thought it feels like I'm just drawing something just to submit it. So... Uh, when I wanted to do my master, um, I was really thinking hard whether I should or not do masters. But then, because of unit two, yeah, I am willing to give it another try, the architecture another try. Uh, so I went in, and then um, I think unit two helped me a lot in finding myself and encouraging. Um, the students to to actually like education in some ways yeah the everyone in the panels are very helpful and they give they give a new ideas in 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 what architecture is all about like it's not just you know drawing something and just submitting something because somebody asks you to do it it's more like doing what you want and convincing people that this is the right way to do things 
So, yeah. Unit 2 really helps me find my way in architecture and gives a, give, give, give me hopes in architecture. Uh, I'd like to know, uh, we, uh, people may think that we are micromanaging the student. We're like almost hand-holding the student. But uh, I'm, I, as one of the tutors, believe that we give you all a lot of independence to think yeah. for yourself because I, we learn from, I personally learn from Kevin and how he doesn't give you all the, the answer immediately. Mm -hmm. So I learned that as well because I used to be kind of like draw it out for the student before. Now I'm refraining myself. So in terms of one is to 100, how many percent was your independent? You had independently had to deal with most of your um, thinking. Thinking. problems. Thinking, yeah, thinking. Uh, probably 50%. 50%. Okay, if it's 50%, <laughs> I'd like like to know, do you uh -huh. feel that we were co collaborating with you? We were collab a collaborator to your Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. Would you think if, if I left you, like, jump into the river on your own, is that not, not a good thing, is it? It's no, I'd probably drown. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, you won't see me anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. You would give up an architecture and become... Yes. <laughs> no, I see you as a very good designer uh, because you pandai draw. Even when you masuk unit two, kan? you pandai draw, you pandai lukis. But you obviously told me now that what's the use of just drawing for, you know, there's no reason yeah. just to yeah. submit. So that means that you were, you were just trying to find yourself. And then unit two helps you to see the reason for your talent of drawing, right? Because mm -hmm. people, you were born to be an architect kan? because you are going to... Your drawing, you belum lagi, you belum lagi challenge yourself out there and practice. Belum lagi mm. buat, buka, uh, buat part three. You haven't done part three yet. You haven't, uh, you know, the professional uh, registration. And you haven't opened a, a company yet. You haven't really challenged yourself in a managerial position. So mm. are you confident that you can tackle all that in your future? Uh, Inshallah. <laughs> I and guess I, I would love to do that. I would love to take my factory and start my own company. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and you guys helped me a lot. Yeah, I'm more confident okay. now. Thank you. Because, <laughs> you know, Yasmin, I like to tell that when I, I have been teaching design pieces for a while and even the very beginning in 1999, 2000, that was mm -hmm. a long time ago, 20 years ago, when um, students of architecture who graduated said, they felt not confident to be employed. So based on that, um, I'm always conscious that our student who's going to graduate, they must, when they graduate, they must be confident, not only to be employed at the beginning, that they have a approach in how to design. Is that, is that fair for me to say that we gave you, an, we helped you, not gave, like, we helped you to develop an approach to do design? Yeah. You guys did. Even when I, when I have already started working, I still um, try to come up with my own idea and I'm now confident enough to go to my boss and say, okay, this, is how, this is what I think about this. So, and I'm brave enough to take criticism because I'm used to it now. 
So <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's yes, it's a yes. good thing. Yeah. Right, so I yeah, go on, go on. I guess I guess you need to really help me to do that lah. If not, I'm not. I will never be confident enough to actually go to my boss and say, okay, this is what I think about it. It's so okay like, if you don't agree with me, but this is it. Okay, I accept the criticism. Now that is something that's a bread, a bread and butter of uh, being an architectural designer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's about architectural critique or criticism, and you'll be able to take it because if you think your work is so precious and you are afraid to get scolded or the feedback, you know, you thought you probably think it's so great, can and then suddenly you'll be cut down to pieces. And that's what happened in, in Unit Two, right? That that was yeah. training. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that that to me is brilliant. And I I kept reminding the students now because they are facing the portfolio review. That mm. you know that the students you'll be happy after. Yeah, and it's like, please yeah. keep on doing this, right? Just a okay. little bit more. Um, on that note, anything else would you like to um share regarding your uh, design thesis experience? Any uh, good moments, any bad moments, uh, you know, which would help with other people listening in, uh, especially students of architecture, which you would like to t- uh, advise them? Mm, I would say it's perseverance, like a lot of perseverance and um, uh, good intentions. Yeah. So I would say stay true to yourself. It's it's very important that you stay true to yourself so that you can keep the work going, I suppose, and be brave. Yeah, that is also very important, just to be brave. Okay. Anything else would you like to add regarding... Um, we, we were... Uh, this topic uh, is um, the, the reason why we uh, do these interviews and podcasts is to help us uh, write uh, for publication um, mm-hmm. under the title of Re-Examining uh, Community Architecture. Mm-hmm. Okay, So uh, with your batch and this batch of DJO Town, we hope that we have a lot of content which would interest the reader. And now we're doing it for the listener for this podcast. But Re-Examining Community Architecture is because... Um, defining community architecture as coming from the people. The, mm. you know, it comes from the people. It's not architect thinking to do stylist, become a stylist or, yeah. or making. So do you have anything to talk about that? Uh, do you think we were doing, that's what we're doing? And how important is that, that we need, we need to do that? Re-examining community architecture. It's, um, it's very important because these days, a lot of us, I mean, a lot of architects are, like you say, are doing things. Macam shock sendiri lah, you know. Yeah, they, they would is, say that. Why, why is shock sendiri? I mean, they would say like, okay, this is a community architecture. But is it really? If, yeah, you, you have to go down the road, like talk to the people and actually give them what they want whether it's aesthetically pleasing or not, whether it's going to build up your name or not, because that's that's what the community needs. It's not like building something beautiful and then it becomes a white elephant. That's not community architecture, even though you say that this is for the, the community. 
Yeah. Is there a so, lot of this going on? I okay. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm I mean, we have had criti uh, critique, uh, criticism before uh, regarding um, the, the supposedly good intentions, but it's more for glory, glory, yeah? glorification of oneself mm -hmm. when one does a community architecture. Therefore, uh, this book um, try to uh, um, talk about re-examining this uh, approach. When people mm -hmm. say the word community architecture, in fact, Kevin was very critical about that word community architecture at one point. But that's why we talk about site, uh, site issues or site mm -hmm. context issues driven project, meaning site context, meaning coming from the people. And it's true that you said that uh, sometimes we have to sacrifice aesthetics. But as mm -hmm. architect, we, we, you know, we would thought about beautiful buildings, iconic buildings when we were in the first year. And I was taught all my architectural studies that way as well. And we had to go and unlearn those things. Mm -hmm. You had to unlearn what you've learned earlier. And was it unlearning or is just adding more stuff to your repertoire of being uh, an architect? I think it's more on the later. Yeah, yeah it's adding yeah, mm -hmm. and trying to blend both together. So an architect has to be adaptable and flexible to the to the think to the thought, the thinking process. You think? Yeah, that's what you're doing, right? Uh, having uh, now working in an environment where there's bottom line profits, uh, commercial, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Adaptiveness. So architects are very yeah. uh, flexible in this way. We are coming mm -hmm. to the end of the session now. Uh, Yasmin, okay. would you like to say anything uh, to the audience out there? Uh, uh, an advice or anything that you like to relate? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> but um, I would say that uh, community architecture is very important, I think, especially in Malaysia. We're, we're like ignoring a lot of um, social problems that's happening inside Malaysia. So I would like to see more people um, do architecture for those in need than architecture for the people yang memang dah ada a lot for them, I suppose. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Yasmin. You mentioned last part that we need to, architects are not only for the rich, but also mm. for the poor. That's what you meant, yeah? And mm -hmm. so I thank thank you so much for for being with us and being very sincere and and um, um, candid and 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 truthful and <laughs> you know giving your personal account as well to your journey and um, mm -hmm. and sharing with us. I, I, we we all appreciate your you doing that and um, hope to see you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Yasmin. <laughs> okay.